0: Yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? It's NFTQT, also known as Q Harrison Terry. And today, I will be talking with the CEO and founder of Glimpse. But before we get into that, I do have a little bit of a message from our sponsor. This episode of the NFTQT podcast is brought to you by the NFT Handbook. The NFT Handbook is a detailed guide on how to create, sell and buy non-fungible tokens without the need for a technical background. Learn exactly what NFTs are, how they've evolved, and why they have value. You can find the NFT handbook anywhere books are sold. Now, today is interesting because we're joined by Teddy. And Teddy is the CEO and founder of Glimpse. And for those that don't know, Glimpse is bridging social media, which is an interesting construct today because yesterday, you know, Facebook Is no longer a thing that exists. It's a brand of the past. So the the, one of the companies that defined social media is no longer here, and I plan on asking Teddy a a lot about that. But Glimpse is bridging social media and NFTs, and they're allowing content creators of all kinds to tokenize their posts and and sell them to their following. And this is Teddy's first podcast. I, I learned that today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh treat him nicely because I, I feel like we we do need your thoughts you know you you have an interesting company and in calgary are you are you with me on, are you on the line
1: i am i am i've got my uh i got my thinking cap on you, teddy I'll, I'll be kind i'll try not to I appreciate uh, it. i'll try not to you it, know give you a bad first experience it sounds like we
0: got teddy on the line teddy are you on the line i am here thank you so much oh that's awesome that's awesome well teddy I, I, I just one, thank you for joining us. That's uh that's a big deal. First off, you know, this is your first podcast. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make it a rowdy one for you. All right. And um with that, I, I, I wanna start I guess there's so many places to start with Glimpse because you know, we're in the, the we're in the intersection of the creator uh economy, right? And the creator economy is one that has manifested in ways that I personally would have never foreseen. Like, I, I remember all the way back to, you know, let's see, like Patreon, I would say, or actually, I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna go further back, I'm gonna say Kickstarter is really okay. the true impetus of the 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 creator economy as we know it because you could be a creator you could have an idea you could do a quick kickstarter or indiegogo you put that up you make a little bit of money you get to work on your project and then you had like this whole you know process where you can kind of repeat that and there's a lot of cool companies and, and creators that emerge from that that segue of thinking or a segment of thinking and, you know, one company that comes to mind that I still purchase all their stuff is Peak Design. They they make camera bags and just everyday, like, lifestyle bags. And just the, the yeah. way that they think about this stuff is just mad cool. Um, but we, we're we here in 2021. And, you know, we've seen the Patreons. We've seen the Memberfuls. We've seen the Substacks. Gumroad. Oh, yeah. We've got Gumroad. I can't forget about that one. Thank you, Calgary. <laughs> and, and now we have Glimpse. Yes. I like that transition, Calgary. Dumb road to Glimpse. Like that, mm-hmm. that's Alliteration what, is yeah,
1: powerful, my that, friend. That's
0: pretty wild right there. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Like, So we have Glimpse, and Glimpse is bridging social media and NFTs. Teddy, explain that.
2: Yeah, I mean, we so we looked at it and we said, you know, social media, as it stood, you know, really hasn't been reinvented since its inception, right? It's still existing on centralized platforms, despite blockchain being a thing for quite some time now. And you know, we just saw it as an opportunity that these major companies like Facebook were missing out on. And obviously now, I think they would agree they definitely were missing out on it and trying to jump on the train now. But um, we were looking for different opportunities to really involve content creators in this business model of instead of just being there, being the product, right, and, um, you know, just being a passive user, how do we actually involve them in this wildly successful business model of monetizing content that they're actually supplying or that they're viewing and that these platforms are uh, generating revenue off, revenue off of based on you know marketing and advertisers? How do we bring them into that fold and share this massive revenue stream with them and make them a part of it? And we saw NFTs and blockchain as an opportunity to do that. And from a content creator perspective, it's huge, right? Because for the first time ever, they're now going to be able to monetize their content directly, right? Sell their Post sell their images, sell their videos directly to a fan and receive the majority of the content compared to trying to get a sliver of ad revenue, which is currently what goes on today. Not to mention what's going to be really huge for them is that through the royalties, right, attached to each NFT, they're going to be making money off of content that they made last week, last month, last year. So they're going to actually build up this huge value for themselves that currently is impossible on these centralized platforms.
0: Well, I mean, all right, this is going to be a fun episode because there's, there's <laughs> right. a lot to to just dive into here well you you know the the okay so i love the way you think i wanted the world has changed you know mark zuckerberg gave one heck of a presentation yesterday and he talked about uh just meta the new company and how you know he's out with the the old way of thinking and and he wants to reinvent himself you're kind of saying the same things you're saying hey there's these creators over here we need to bring them into this 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 world if you say nfts are the keys to the metaverse you're effectively saying you're bringing these creators into uh, a metaverse is type world right because they have an nft they have a token that token can then be used to create a DAO or you know create like a uh, just a like a secondary market where they can you know receive the royalties as you were speaking to so yep. like when we think about it you're 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 laying the infrastructure that Zuck was talking about yesterday, right? Re- re- like yeah. these are the nuts and bolts. How does that make you feel? Like, I mean, we're, we're at this point where social media, as we know it is, 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 is this the, is this the end of it?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think social media as we know it today is definitely the end of it where we see, you know, the user as solely the product um, and not really benefiting and not being into the fold. I think uh, lack of transparency in terms of those revenue streams that are generated by the platforms, lack of transparency in data, I think that's it is the end of that, and I think we're going to see decentralized platforms really bring in this, Esher in this new era of uh, technology that, you know, companies like Facebook can definitely try and pivot on, and I you know, applaud them for trying to do that. But the fact of the matter is, you know, if you're into this space and you know what's going on today, this has been uh, a heated space for like the last three years. There's so many great projects coming out that are really pushing the frontier. You know, obviously having mainstream platforms try to pivot and jump on board is huge, right, from a user adoption perspective. It looks great, um, but I think that there's just so many exciting things. I wouldn't be surprised to see these larger platforms really get left behind by some smaller ones that are really up and coming and attracting a growing user base every single day. Um, you know, this community didn't appear when Facebook made their announcement yesterday. It, we've been here for the last couple of years. Um, we've been growing, We're re- you know, we're ready to bring a lot of these products to market. Um, and now I think that the, you know, the masses are also ready for it, right? There's more awareness around cryptocurrency, around blockchain, around even NFTs has been a buzzword, not just in niche or fringe communities, but in mainstream media this year. So that's exciting to see. Um, so, yeah, I, I think social media, though, as we know it, I would not be surprised um, if, if it did not exist like this tomorrow or, or next year at all, because it's, it's an obsolete, it's an outdated uh, way of doing business, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so you're not the first person to, to come into the decentralized social network space. I remember seeing many uh, different networks that have existed in this space, uh, ever, all going all the way back to like 2016 even. Yeah. Um, the way that you're approaching it is a little bit different because when you go back and look at the, those platforms, you could say TikTok didn't exist, but I know it was musically at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, the cre- the TikTok the TikTok creator did not exist uh, as the archetype that we know it today. I think that that's a different t- style of creator. I think Twitter and the communities that are on Twitter today were not as strong as they, they like, Twitter looks different in 2021 than it did in 2016. Um, and, and Facebook and, and Instagram do as well. And you're taking a shot where people kind of know their creative styles in their formats and the content th- that they create. And, and even they know how to talk to their communities so that their message resonates. Yeah. You're allowing them to now take that content, package it and sell it. Exactly. But, but like, like growth <laughs> of, uh, so the growth here is, is, is different, right? Because you're not just building the traditional marketplace where you have uh, consumer on one side and a creator on the other side you have kind of a a, a, a marketplace squared where you have <laughs> two marketplaces on top of each other maybe
1: right? cubed even <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> like yeah like this is this is about to get deep I'm about to get real meta no yeah. it. where you have like you have the 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 creator the consumer yeah the content the collector Hey Ryan, you you want to you want to you go you, is advertiser? There another? No. <laughs> Don't forget advertiser. about the token too.
2: Okay, okay. The <laughs> advertiser. Okay, all right. Teddy, finish it off. You got the advertiser and what? Yeah, I think Ryan mentioned the <laughs> token as well. Um, you know, you've got third parties that can use this content that's shared as verifiable content, right? That traces back to the original creator. It's pretty exciting. It's exciting, but like yeah.
0: growth happens when you can you can create these loops that yeah. are. That have a, like an unstoppable momentum. It's like you know, right. it's 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 a it's almost an irrevocable force, right? It's like you can't you can't stop it, right? It's like yep. imagine yep. Uh, when we all saw our. I'm trying to think of a con- like what's a content format we all saw and everybody just bit like when we all Buzz saw Buzzfeed, Buzzfeed, yeah, Listicles, great example. When we all saw a lot, L- Listicle, doesn't matter what industry you were in, did, if you were if you were lobbying for guns. <laughs> Like if you were lobbying for guns,
1: (laughs) the 15 reasons why, Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) like, I'm sure if we typed it in on Google, you would see someone take the same bug, bugs feed stylistic and for stylized format and apply it to like lobbying for gun laws. And then you can go over all the way to like, you know, the, the 16 best candy sweets to eat in Japan, in Japan, it's the same style. You're, you're, you're taking this and you're packaging up and you're saying, Hey, we've got to do all of that. Plus add blockchain. How do you stay up at night in a way where you're like, hey, I can still see the light at the end of the tunnel?
2: Because for most <laughs> founders, this is like, this is some this
0: is some deep shit.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. My sleep schedule has been a little off lately, um, but it, it's totally worth it. And as far as light at the end of the tunnel, I mean, we've got a great community. and I think that's something, you know, that the token has really uh, been a benefit and a help to me. We've got people that have purchased our token, are excited about the project, want to get involved in it. And, you know, we've even launched like our token advisory for our top holders. These are a group of people that have invested a lot of a lot of money in our project already um, that believe in it. We want to we have conversations with them on a daily basis. Right. And we have formal calls bi monthly. And it's great to hear from them and they're excited and what they bring because they follow projects, you know, 20 different projects. They're on like the foot soldiers of this space, if you will. And to be able to connect with them and to hear their excitement, to hear their ideas and be able to bounce that off. I mean, that energy is just kind of contagious, right? And if we didn't have that token component there, it wouldn't exist, right? So that's a really exciting thing for me to to actually keep me going kind of thing, because I look forward to that. Um, I look forward to engaging with community members to see how we can further advance this platform. You know beyond just when we officially launch on day one by the end of this year where are we going to take it from there right what does the next two years look like what can, right. what technology can we incorporate and you know to be able to engage with community members at that level uh is pretty incredible
0: yeah that, that, and that's different than like you know uh let's say are you familiar with scent uh not overly familiar no. oh, okay so scent is a is a platform they also are in the nft space and they allow you to Uh, sell your tweets so they've integrated with twitter and you know jack dorsey sold his tweet his first tweet on their platform for Uh, about a million dollars i believe and you are in this interesting space where you could kind of do the same thing with tiktok or pick your favorite uh social platform right where um maybe there's a chrome extension that you plug into youtube and you can kind of just allow creators to take their youtube videos and nftm or something yep um what what, like what's what's in your roadmap there like why not do that
2: yeah i mean i wouldn't say why not do that right We, we definitely can do that um you know that's just a matter of development and incorporating that allowing users to do that like you said through an extension or kind of through a drag and drop feature would be pretty cool um but we are making it very easy for users to upload you know their images and videos that they've uploaded to tiktok it's just as easy right i mean it's we're not complicating this process for them everything we do is with the average user in mind where you're not even connecting a metamask you don't have to worry about gas fees we take care of all that on the back end for you um, it's it's going to be just as easy where you write the description you know you upload your image or, or movie and you simply post it and it's we tokenize it for you on the back end and it's listed on your profile you know forbidding by your followers so it's going to be a very easy process we don't want to make this something that someone needs to be a tech expert or understand nfts or tokenization or anything like that um, to actually be able to use it so
1: i think yeah. that's great teddy um, yeah. So I got a question as far as like how you are interfacing with the creators you're bringing on. Cause obviously like we know it's kind of a bad thing when the platform, like, you know, kind of like inherently guides the creators too much, you know, like there's the whole YouTube problem of demonetization and that's like a way of basically guiding the creators and saying, well, you know, you're not going to make any money because you said coronavirus in this video. And you know, you you, you use too many swears. So we can't, you know, we can't get Toys R Us to buy this ad and all this, like they are like underlying guiding their creators. But for you, like you also have to think about like what exactly does a person want to collect as far as buying someone's social posts. So like, how are you thinking about like guiding your first batch of creators and saying, Hey, we think that people are going to want to buy this. Or like, this is the price point that might make sense. Like maybe don't shoot for the moon and try and sell a post for 500, but think about it more as tips and like, you know, sell a bunch of posts for $2 and stuff like, like, how are you thinking about guiding your, your first batch of creators through this, like totally new concept of buying someone's social posts?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a super good question, obviously. Um, And I'm sure a lot of creators have that question, right? When they first hear about us, how we're listing it for a price perspective is when we go to launch, every NFT is actually going to be an auction based format. So it's going to start at a very, very low price. I mean, think about like a penny or something like that. And the actual followers are going to bid it up where the highest bidder ends up getting the NFT. So we're not going to have to have, you know, these creators worry about how to price it. It's actually going to just go for fair market value. And that is going to give them an idea in the future. So when, if we do roll out like a buy it now feature, if you will, where they can choose what price to list it, they'll have a much better idea of what their users are willing to pay for and at what price point if we start with that auction-based format, which is why we're choosing to go that route. Um, and then from a content perspective, we're actually really going to take the back seat, right? Our, our content providers, these creators on TikToks that have amassed you know hundreds of thousands millions if you look at a chris barnett who has been really great helping us kind of inform the product itself get the word out to other creators he's got over five million followers on TikTok, right i'm not going to step in and no one from our team is going to step in and tell him what his following would like to see he's well aware um, of what videos get higher engagement rates from his followers um, what, what they like to see. And he's just going to be creating similar content there. Just allowing a fan to actually own that video as a one of one digitally unique item, right? That's the value proposition there. But as far as guiding their content, you know, we, they've developed such uh, loyal followings, right? Um, and when you, when you think of someone really millions of followers, that's incredible. Um, they're well aware of what content that their users find attractive. So we're going to, we're going to take the backseat on that one.
1: Gotcha. Um, as I was doing some digging, found a competitor of yours. I'm sure you know about them, Nafter. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. The one thing, so like, they their biggest like I think their biggest win is getting Jake Paul on the platform, of course, and like he's got yeah. like the only big sales on there. But one thing that I noticed with them is. I think that they're just pretty much like an open playing field. So anybody can, can post things. And, and the problem that I saw is like, it quickly turned into, okay, let me just sell my PFP project on here. I'm going to drop like all these (laughs) like characters as social posts. Yeah. Are you worried for anything like that? Or are you like very much like, I know you're taking a back seat, but are you saying like, Hey, this is not what we want to do.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, as far as the creators that are allowed on our platform, we are putting a threshold, um, you know, whether it's a thousand or five thousand followers is probably what we're going to end up with for the original creators on our platform to ensure that it's not just, you know, no one really cares what I did with my day because I have no followers on any major social media. So I don't want my content you know clouding uh, the website when no one cares about it. But, um, you know, we are going to have that kind of threshold where if you look at like a cameo, you know, you these creators have to quote unquote apply. Right. Put in their social feeds. And say, hey, they're a verified creator with a decent following on social media with content that people are actually willing to uh, watch and pay for. So we're going to be following a very, very similar thing. So when people come onto our platform, it's not just a bunch of random people um, and it's tough to sift through, you know, this content. It's going to be the creators that people are following on mainstream media today um, and the people that have uh, mass followings with content providers that people are willing to pay for. I so like that. That, yeah, that. That's a big differentiator. That makes it. That
0: makes a lot of sense to me. Like, it, yeah. when you broke it down instead, like, think more like cameo, and less like you know, I'm just selling content. That that yeah. actually clarified glimpse for me. So that <laughs> that was my aha moment. That that resonated.
2: There you go. All there you right. go.
0: The cameo. Okay. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Dude. All right. Okay. Calgary, where 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 are you at? I mean, this is this has been an enlightening show.
1: For sure. I think I'm just like where my head is spinning because I I. I'm a, I'm a kind of a weird consumer. I consume a lot, but I'm very much yeah. a, a YouTube type of dude and a little bit of Reddit here and there. Um, a little bit of Reddit? A little bit? <laughs> hey, Boy, you're you a yeah. whole
0: lurker over here. Get out of here with a little bit of Reddit. Nah, for Think sure. You drunk off Reddit. So, like, is there,
1: <laughs> like, I could totally see, like, behind-the-scenes content. So, like, for people who are, like, like, let's say, like take a guy like Tyler Hobbs, for instance. He's a guy who, I think he, it was Fidenza is, like, his big project. He's a mm-hmm. he's a absolute monster in the NFT space. Like, everything mm-hmm. he drops, he just dropped a project that nobody even knew what it was, but he, he pre-minted, like, $7 million. For him, like, I could totally see, like, a, a behind-the-scenes, like, this was me, you know, the 100 days of me creating this next project. And you get to own yep. a piece of it. Because, um, like, he wouldn't want to necessarily like cloud what he's doing on OpenSea or foundation or super rare or wherever he's taken his, his, his uh, prize possessions. Like Th- do you see like NFT creators kind of like looking at as like, Oh, this is a way for me to, to like still do my, my, like one of one art or like my, yeah. my, 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 like my Canon of projects, but I can still tokenize and get like some of the smaller collectors involved who yeah. may be like, yeah. It's, it's
0: actually that actually that makes a lot more sense to me than, than going after traditional social media, because that's a problem that actually exists across the spectrum. It's not just uh, it's not just the, the fight ends a guy. It's also like people like his every is what he has to yeah. post in his feed. Yeah. That's what he's known for. He can't yeah. share behind the scenes. Like if he starts doing that, it's off brand almost. Right. <laughs> exactly. Whereas he could go to glimpse and do that. Um, yeah. And and then you start to think like Shlomes. I like,
1: guess sh- some of the anonymous creators like would they do it though, right? I don't know. I like I'm I'm very intrigued to see Glimpse drop, and I, I think I I have really no idea what these price points are going to go for because <laughs> like just the concept of like me buying someone's like we're so we're so ingrained in like ah oh, let me just hop on social and waste my time for an hour and like yeah, just yeah. scroll really really quick through things, and then when you find someone that you love you just can't wait for them to drop the next thing, you know? Like, and it's, it's very much like uh, a relationship that you can't describe, but I've never really considered outside of like, you know, tipping them on Patreon or like, you know, supporting them that way. Like, do you think that it's a behavioral shift or is this just like something that is just gonna organically happen?
2: Um, I mean, I think, look, whether it's concert tickets, whether it's football jerseys, whether it's, you know, Tickets to events and, you know, uh, things like that. I think people are always willing to go and see their athlete, their celebrities, their stars, their favorite, you know, TikTok, Instagram, people in person at different events. People are willing to pay to feel connected to the people that they look up to. Right. That's that's a thing across industries. Um, I look at this as like a natural extension of a football jersey. Right. If you're going to pay sixty dollars for a football jersey, would you pay twenty dollars? Um, For an NFT video from that same player, you know, where his headspace was at before the game or when he was at home filming in the backyard, you know, after the game uh, with friends and family, would you pay for that content? You know, I think people would pay for one of one content that only they own because it's super special. It connects them with that star or person Mm. in a way that no one else is connected with. And I think that's really neat. For a fan or follower to own something like that, as far as people in the crypto space, you know, you're right. Especially these anonymous creators, you know, I don't know if they're going to be willing to open up about like you know their creation process or who they are. We'd be more than happy to support that if they were. Um, but there are some exciting creators that are much more public that it would be interesting to see their process, uh, learn a little bit about it, see their day to day. And if you are collecting art from these people on other platforms right now, maybe they can come to our platform as as um, you know QT mentioned. And showcase a little bit of this process to their fans and followers.
1: Yeah, when you when you mentioned the sports uh, element too, I, my mind instantly went to uh, the infamous Derrick Henry offseason training workouts, like these like yeah. crazy yeah. workouts of him. Like, I mean, everyone knows he's the the probably one of the the most beast uh, running backs of all time. Close, close behind like Marshawn Lynch and whatnot, but he like, for, for the off season, he always releases his workouts and stuff and they always go viral. Cause people are like, just shocked at like, this dude is running a faster 40 yard dash in the sand than the average person yeah, could yeah. do, you know, with like jet skis on or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you follow that person and that's someone, you know, an athlete you look up to or whatever, he's in your NFL draft picks, you know, whatever it might be, it's, it's, if he's in your fantasy, you know, maybe you're willing to pay for a video from him that connects you. So you display it on your digital device when you've got people over for game night. Right. I mean, it's just, it's a a natural extension of this physical memorabilia that people collect today. Um, but even like singer songwriters, I mean, these celebrities, these, these people that perform at concerts, you know, how cool would it be if they, a fan or follower that was at that event could own something that was filmed backstage, right. And that only they own it. Mm. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty neat value proposition. And, um, you know, I think we've seen people willing to pay for that kind of content all the time. It's just, it's going to be tokenized, right. It's going to be tradable. It could be traded for another NFT on the platform. They could swap it and swap it out for another one from that creator themselves so that it's not always a constant like, I have to buy, I have to buy, I have to buy, but rather they actually can swap it for new content. Mm. Um, so it's it's not just gonna be uh, like a marketplace where people have to spend money. You know, There's gonna be free material on there just as there are on other social media. So when you're in the bathroom before you go to bed, you know, you can just scroll um, and, and kind of uh, mindlessly be entertained as well. Um, but that's not the crux of it, right? But we will have those components.
1: Interesting. So is this yeah. all gonna be like one of one stuff or could could you see it like, also like, oh, I know that a lot of people want to collect my, you know, whatever behind the scenes content. I want to yeah. make sure 10 people can collect it.
2: Yeah, Will so that was an obviously discussion that we were having. Um, I think it's going to be one of one when we go to start. And that's just a matter of how we, you know, the features that we allow these creators to actually select when they're minting the actual NFT. Um, it's nothing that can't be changed very quickly. But we want to go to market with a very clear message, right, for our brand, that when you purchase something on Glimpse, you own something that is one of one, you know, where we go from that in the future. And if we expand upon that and offer, you know, a you can buy one of 500, you know, it's part of this collection. That's the decision we can make and we probably will. But when we first bring this to market, it's very easy for people to understand, Hey, I bought a video on glimpse. I'm the only one that has it. You know, it's just mm. super easy to get that point across.
1: How are you going to deal with like promotion? Like, so the creator... Like, let's say they they want to drop a, a moment on glimpse, but obviously you don't like or maybe you do. Do you want them like sharing that exact post on Instagram to promote you to go buy it? Like, how, how are you thinking about like there's all, already all these, you know, consumers and viewers on all these social yep. platforms and you're going to have to have them market, you know, their their moments on glimpse? How 100%. is that? How is that? How are you thinking about that?
2: Yeah, you know, a, a big part of our marketing strategy, not necessarily have them like share the actual video or anything like that, but um, we do want them to put in their bios like, hey, see me on Glimpse, right? Where now, like they say, see me on Twitch or see me on Cameo or find me on Brand Army or whatever it might be. Now you're going to have see me on Glimpse. So those 5 million, 8 million followers, like if you look on Elion again, well, now when they visit her profile, say, oh, what is Glimpse? Oh, now I can, I can actually buy a video. Um, So they're going to be a big part of our marketing strategy that way. And uh, funny story, that's actually how we found our first creator, Chris Barnett. Uh, I paid $2.99 to message him on Cameo. And I ran this idea. (laughs) So I I, I I messaged him through Cameo and I ran this idea by him uh, about Glimpse and what it could do for content creators. And he loved it. And we were together meeting in person in New York City the following week. So
0: that's beautiful. uh, That was incredible. And that's how you made the video? Yeah, 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 the, the, exactly. The, the, the promo video is dope, and then you've been building a really solid community on Twitter and just uh, in general. Like you've been showing up and just supporting everyone in the space, and I, I think that that type of marketing really does work. But I know a lot of people shy away from it because it takes time. So kudos yeah. to you for that.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it. Um,
0: man, it, we can talk all day, all night. I I, I do have a question that's been bur- that I've been burning to to ask. Uh, already, glimpse. You're planning on launching this year. And I guess if you launch this year, we're, we're in the, the last quarter of the year as, uh, as we're recording this, what is the goal? Like what, what will keep you up at night as far as like, this is the, this is the project. This is the one going into Q1 of 2022. Cause by then you'll have launched, you'll have seen sort of the first ripples, but like, what is, what is your like golden star? Like just, I'm curious because you're, you're tackling a really big problem.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> you ended it there. I thought there was going to be some more. That's a, that's a big question for me to answer. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I would really, I don't know if I have that golden start, like where I can see like the end uh, where I would say, hey, I'm satisfied with where we are necessarily, but. Well, not satisfied,
0: uh, I, but like, it's like you're building right now, you're launching. And then like the, this is the impetus. Like you're starting this project and you are bring yeah. it to life. But then like, it's really like in, in 2022, nfts the year of nfts was was 2021 it's 2022 yeah. so now everyone's heard about nfts and it's kind of like it's not the buzzword anymore it's going to be it looks like the metaverse right like that's the, the 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 running candidate for 2022 yeah yeah how do you stay relevant with glimpse uh just because you're you're not late i mean in and, and, and being late is not a bad thing like first movers don't always win i always use the example of google google was like the yeah. 19th or 20th search engine and they're the last one standing that everyone ended up using. Like we're using Google to even do this podcast. We've been, you know, going back and forth in notes and things of that nature. And yeah. so like you're, you're starting not as the first person to do this, but somewhere in the pack where you've taken your time, you've been really methodical. Like, what's that unique thing that like, you're just like saying, Hey, this hasn't been done. This is, this is what's keeping me going. And, it, and if you, if you're still figuring it out, that's cool too. But, um, yeah. I think it's just interesting to, to see a founder come into life and say like, Hey, I want to tackle, uh, two intersections and do so with the, with, with the creators, but take a, a backseat approach, like effectively you're just providing the infrastructure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that question keeps me up at night, right? How, how our platform that hasn't launched yet actually stays relevant next year. Um, so that question itself keeps me up, but, um, you know, I, I think as the metaverse, you know, that whole space. Develops Like you said, that's the running candidate for 2022, and it's going to be crazy to think, you know, what's going to happen the last half of 2022. But, um, you know, there's so many different features that we can include, you know, pretty much shortly after launch, whether they be these virtual reality spaces where people can now connect in a virtual reality environment with the people that they're following. Um, Expanding upon those services are going to be the number one thing for us, right? Any way that we can increase value for both the users and the creators. We're gonna, we're gonna jump on it, right? Um, so as the space develops, I would say, whether it's integrating with other, you know, blockchain based or DeFi projects, uh, whether it's coming up with our own additional services, I can't say where the space where I see it being, you know, a year from now or two years from now, I can just say every single day, we're looking at the other features that we can include to add more value on both sides. Um, and that's that's a kind of a, just our commitment right and i think our our token advisors our community is going to be a big part of that right we've seen major companies even like facebook you know they i don't want to say they missed the boat because they're on it now right they're meta but you know at somewhere along the line they kind of missed out on this whole nft uh train where now they're just kind of catching the tail end and we don't want to end up in that position so i think our community itself is going to be a really big part of making sure we're adding value where we can and staying on top of the latest tech and integrating it into our platform.